now it's time for USC Trojan Talk with Coach Harvey High. Brought to you by Terribles. Listen to the coach each week on KSHP AM 1400 and follow the coach on Twitter at Coach Harvey High. And now, here's Coach Harvey High. Well, good evening and good morning, everyone out there, no matter where you are. If you're in Las Vegas, we welcome you on a Thursday night from uh, 6 to 7 with our weekly uh, USC Trojan Talk show brought to us by Terribles and Coors Light and in the Inland Empire on Saturday morning at 11 a.m. on AM 1490 on your dial. We welcome all of you. I say to both of you, buckle up and ride along with us. It's time to talk football with Chuck Hayes. So before we get to football, let's thank our sponsor for this opening segment, and that's Mercedes-Benz of Henderson, proud sponsors of USC Trojan Talk. Uh, the general manager himself says, come on out and buckle up, and I'll show you around. That's Jim Chasen. For your family prior pricing, call Jim at 702 702- Four eight five three thousand. That's seven zero two four eight five three thousand. Well, Chuck, it's time for you to buckle up because we're about two days away from Coach Lincoln Riley uh, having their spring game. And again on Saturday, if you're listening, uh, you're just an hour or two away of watching a great scrimmage. If you can't get out to the Coliseum at noon, you can watch the scrimmage on ESPN Television, and that's from twelve to whenever they finish. So again. Uh, Buckle up. Coach or Chuck, how are you doing, my man? Coach, great to be with you and talk USC football. And, you know, I think uh, we do all the talking, and uh, the media has been very, very involved with uh, bringing this message. And Lincoln Riley's last comments uh, on their full pad practice day uh, this week was that they want to be physical during the spring game. I think there's a lot of pressure uh, within the program to go out and showcase it and see exactly how much improvement there has been from last year's debacle. And I say that because of the negative uh, images that have come out of USC prior to Lincoln Riley being hired. Now the uh, palette is being cleansed, and we're going to see 60 plays uh, during this uh, spring football game uh, as you mentioned, ESPN is televising it, so it has a time frame involved. Whenever you have a national media outlet in, uh, television dictates on how it's being done. And I think they looked at it, they said, what can we do to maximize and make you guys look the best? And I think Lincoln Riley said 60 plays. He's going to be making the uh, play calls on offense. He's the head coach. He's the coordinator. He's the quarterback coach. So there's a lot out of his, on his plate. And uh, it's going to be a celebration to bring everyone together in Memorial Coliseum to get the uh, season kicked off on the right foot as uh, they get ready to open with Rice Labor Day weekend. Well, Chuck, you have been anticipating this for a long time. You've been to two of their practices, maybe three of their practices. When I say been to their practices, 20 minutes of their practices, the opening session when they stretch and do individual drills and so on. What are you, as a football fan, a past football coach, football player, what are you looking for? When you get ready now and you get to the Coliseum, we'll be going together. What are you going to get ready for? I know you want to get there early. You've already told me. Tell me about your day and getting ready for this uh, spring announcement, this spring game uh, with Coach Lincoln Riley in the opening practice or game, we hope, that you'll see it entirely. 
Well, Coach, first of all, I want to create a two-deep uh, a depth chart, if you will. Uh, we know that Caleb Williams is going to be the starter. We know Miller Moss is going to be the backup. So we want to see how that offensive line works with Caleb Williams, how he runs the show. We know what uh, Miller Moss can do. We've seen his, his skill set. But this is our first time seeing Caleb Williams in an environment where he is running the show. We see little t- touches of it when they've given us access to practice. But we've not seen what I anticipate seeing, which is be an even 30-30 split. That's where I, you know, Lincoln Riley hasn't said that, but I imagine if you've got a 60-play scrimmage and you've got uh, two quarterbacks on scholarship, that each of them are going to get 30, 30 snaps. Uh, within that, I want to see the offensive line. I want to see how disciplined they are. I want to see how physical they are. From the receiver standpoint, I want to see how the veteran receivers who stayed on campus, uh, the Gary Bryants, the John Jacksons, I want to see the, the tight ends. I want to see that all come into a mix and then see the newfound energy that has come through the portal in each and every position, and that includes the running backs and the depth of that position. So that's the offensive side. On the defensive side of the ball, I want to see the players who are returning from USC in the positions. Maybe they're put in a different um, opportunity. Maybe they're playing a multiple position. I want to see how they contribute, and then I want to see the players that came in from the SEC and see how effective they are against Lincoln Riley's offense. Now, when you go out there, Chuck, uh, what do you expect to see as far as they talk about physical or not physical? How do you describe that as far as what you're expecting to see? Well, I want to see tackle to the ground. I know that the quarterbacks will have uh, probably uh, uh, the yellow protective jersey on so that uh, they're persona non grata. We don't need to see how great runners they are. We we know that uh, uh, last year in the in the uh, game that Mo Hassan really had the best game in spring, and we had doubts about Keaton Slovis. Uh, that was really the start of the crack in the foundation. So we want to see the timing. We want to see how physical the offensive and defensive line is. We want to be able to see how physical the backs run. We want to see how the linebackers close. We want to see the safeties, uh, especially the strong safety, come up and, and make plays. Uh, we know that uh, they have good athletes on, on the offensive side. We've just not seen them in cardinal and gold, and we're not used to seeing their contributions. Remember, this roster, especially in the running back position, has been almost completely completely turned over. Chuck, also, when they mention, uh, or you've been wondering, and I've been wondering, what difference are you expecting to see as far as in the running game portion of the new USC offense and the defensive side as far as are they they're going to supposedly be going after you, getting after you, playing a lot of man? Your thoughts on that? What type of running game are you expecting to see? A real running game, one out of four, one out of five, or maybe split up evenly, two out of two, and see what type of success they can have against their own defense? Coach, I think when you look at this um, running back group and you have uh, uh, a player like Travis Dye out of Norco High School who was so you know good at at Oregon, and, and he's going to be an immediate contributor. And then you have Darwin Barlow, the uh, uh, running back who came in from TCU in the portal. Uh, you also look to uh, where they're at in regards to the transfer from Stanford. 
and uh, what he can contribute. So these are, are players that there's some question marks with, but what it is is how they fit in where his vision is. I think this is interesting. Uh, we'll be given the opportunity to watch it live. I'll be taping the, the uh, game at uh, at home so they can go back and get a real evaluation in regards to how this comes together. Uh, you know, we've got a player like Mario Williams, who is one of um, uh, the uh, the great players from Oklahoma that came in. How will he fit? Will he be the next explosive guy for Caleb Williams? And then where does um, Gary Bryant fit, who's you know just on the edge of stardom, Coach? Young man out of uh, Centennial High School on offense. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you wonder about Corey Foreman. Uh, he had a slight dislocation of his knee. In a player's only workout, he's been limited. How much will this six foot five, two hundred forty-five pound sophomore uh, contribute this year? A lot of expectations. Uh, Jerry Rice's son, Brendan Rice, at receiver, six three, two hundred five, uh, a transfer from Colorado. There's just so many question marks and storylines that when you come into this game. Uh, you have to watch it with some discipline, and then you have to go back and evaluate it and know that there's going to be more change coming because they're already out offering transfer portal players from programs who have completed completed their spring football uh, uh, activities this, this spring. Chuck Hayes joins me. I'm Harvey Hyde. You're listening to USC Trojan Talk. Chuck, one more question before we take a break here, since we're on a roll here and you're having an opportunity to get excited about uh, tomorrow at, or excuse me, uh, Saturday at the Coliseum for the USC spring game. What type of rotation, or what would you prefer if you were a coach or watching the scrimmage? Would you like to see ones against ones and twos against ones? Or would you rather see them split up the offense against the defense and uh, go that way. What, what, where do you think the best would come out of it, and what would you look forward to seeing? Coach, I, I think ones against ones is something that we really have to see. Uh, there's a lot of talent on this, uh, on this roster. Uh, they kind of poor-mouthed it a little bit and said that uh, they're a little bit thin in positions, but you, know, you only play 11 at a time. So your 11 best offensive players – uh, get a receiver rotation going so that they get a feel, and then also with the running backs uh, in so they get a feel against the first-team uh, uh, defense. Coach, I want to see Austin Jones, a transfer from Stanford, run the football. I want to see Travis Dye run the football. I want to see how well they establish their run game. And on the same side, I want to see the impact, as I mentioned before, of those starting SEC transfers who are coming in at positions of need for USC to enhance the players that are already there, the, the Raylan Goforths and, uh, and the, the players that have really paid the price uh, to make things happen. I think there's a lot of talent on this team. I think they've um, uh, really kind of slow-plated a little bit in regards to really how much depth they have. But when you look at the roster, you say, okay, we may have some holes in certain places, but we've got a lot of great talent around. Chuck, I agree with you. I think the way you build pride in your unit, when your unit knows, hey, ones are going against ones, who's going to win this? Are we going to beat the uh, number one defense, or is the number one defense uh, going to beat us? And I think you build a team pride uh, going against each other. 
there's no letdown that if you do good on offense, well, they did good on offense because they were going against the twos and threes. And the same thing with the defensive side. If they do well, well, they were going against the ones. They weren't going against the threes. Now, there is a time and place. If one side of the ball is not doing well, you might go ones against threes at the end of the scrimmage just to build some confidence up. But I think with the roster numbers being down to 60 total scholarship players, I think it'll be, I would think, ones against ones and twos against twos, and let's get it on. This is all going to happen on Saturday with the USC swing football game in the Coliseum. It's going to be quite a afternoon out there. So we hope you're out there joining us out there. And if you're not out there joining us, you can watch it on national television on ESPN. So Chuck Hayes joins me again Saturday morning. We want to remind all of you out there, there's still time for you to get to Los Angeles. You're listening on AM 1490 year-round for USC Trojan Talk. And in Las Vegas, live this Thursday evening, we thank Terrible Herps and Coors Light for their sponsorship of USC Trojan Talk. Again, our opening segment has been brought to us by Mercedes-Benz of Henderson, proud sponsors of USC Trojan Talk. Call them at 702-485-3000. That's 702-485-3000. Buckle up, everyone. Fight on. I'm Harvey Hyde with Chuck Hayes. We'll be right back with more Trojan football. fans announcing Terrible's game day giveaway. Enter for your chance to shop, scratch, and score a $1,000 Raiders shopping spree during every game day. Here's your play call. Run a slant route to the nearest participating Terrible Chevron location on Raiders game days. Catch a scratch card and enter your unique code in the Terrible Social House app. And you could score that week's $1,000 Raiders shopping spree. Terrible's, your only place to shop, scratch, and score. Visit Terrible's.com for more details. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. The Rose Bowl Legacy Foundation preserves, protects, and enhances the future of the Rose Bowl Stadium as a national historic landmark. America's Stadium has hosted two Olympic Games, with a third one coming in 2028, two World Cup finals, five Super Bowls, and the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl since 1923. It is the epic center of college football and is the most iconic stadium in the world. To learn more about how you can support the Rose Bowl Stadium as it turns 100 years young, visit www.isbire, which spells inspire2022.org. Something really special and new. Floyd's 99 haircuts, colors, and straight razor shaves. We're at, well, Southwest Las Vegas at the 215 and South Rainbow. Yes, you can have all of it in one show. Each cut 
comes with a hot lather, neck shave, and shoulder massage. Classic barber-style services in a family-friendly environment perfect for mom or dad and the kids. Full color bar and salon services as well. Floyd 99 cuts and colors. Expert service, amplified experience. Go to Floyd99.com for location information. That's Floyd99.com for location information. Well, welcome back to USC Trojan Talk, live in Las Vegas, Nevada, this Thursday evening, brought to us by Terribles and Coors Light. And in the Inland Empire, we welcome you every Saturday morning on AM 1490 from 11 to 12, year around. Chuck Hayes joins us, and of course, we're excited about Trojan football at the Coliseum on Saturday, starting at 12 noon. We'll see the new edition of USC Trojan uh, football with uh, Coach Lincoln Riley. Uh, Chuck Hayes joins us. Chuck, uh, I want to continue with our discussion and sort of wrap up this spring practice. This will be the 15th practice. At most of all 14 practices, or when there were press conferences with Coach Lincoln Riley, he was always positive. Positive, positive, positive. How much they've accomplished, how, how, how impressed he is with their effort. Uh, never a negative note of any type. Very intelligent on his description of what was happening on the field, uh, highlighting his coaches and their efforts, the players and their efforts. Your thoughts on this? Could it be that good? Well, I think one of the challenges, I think Lincoln Riley is um, plugged into um, really a oversight of where the program started when he came in the week of the Cal game when he was announced as the head coach and then the staff members came in and observed practice to where the off-season program came and now we are, you know, after what will be 15 practices. And I think he had to walk a fine line in regards to not diminishing what happened the last season uh, because of the negativity. I think he wanted, like you say, stay positive. So he stayed away from any evaluations publicly of just how good they are. But his message that they were going out and get 12 more recruits uh, in the portal after spring ball and then their whole motivation of uh, getting a gold-plated Trojan on the side of the helmet spoke volumes in regards to certain players that are there and whether or not they're contributors. Uh, and then you have, of course, uh, the, the people coming in from the outside who were recruited in through the portal. Uh, they kind of have a free pass right now until uh, the end of evaluation period. And, again, I'm sure there's some there that maybe thought uh, when they came here they'd have a better opportunity. So there's a numbers game going on as well as an attitude adjustment and I think that's part of the of the balance beam that he walks. Now, you've been in that situation where you've come in and inherited players who were recruited to a certain system or a certain style, and when you got there, you found out that maybe they just weren't up to snuff, and you had to deal with their attitudes and what their efforts were. I think he's doing this a little bit more publicly, using symbolism as a way to get that message across. Chuck, I think he, what he does have is the freedom of some of the players that would have caused him problems but not being able to play or not good enough or so on, to discuss this with him before and then uh, say more or less encourage them to leave. 
Whenever I arrived at a situation, uh, I did not have the freedom to do that. The kids had a scholarship, and they were there on a scholarship, and I couldn't say, well, we're not, we don't think you can fit into our program. You should move on. But today, kids can move on, and kids know if they want to pay the price or not. And I think he came in and talked to the team and also talked to the individuals who he thought couldn't contribute, and he allowed them the opportunity to leave, and in their case, I think most of those players left, which made it a lot easier for him as far as the players that want to stay and pay a price. And what they signed up for was to play for conference championships or possibly a national championship. Now, a lot of these players will not have a chance maybe to play for a national championship, but they want to be realistic and not play for what they played for last year around a lot of players that really didn't want to play and found excuses for not playing. So I think this is one thing he wants to be uh, positive about, but yet he's very careful on how he talks about, you know, we, we're really getting along. They've, they've really uh, achieved more than I expect them to do, but we still have a lot of things to clean up. We still have a lot of things to add to the playbook. We still have a lot of things to get better at. So he's praising them, yet he's also telling them and us and the media, that we still have a ways to go. So please don't judge us yet. Yeah, with that said, uh, again, expectations. And, and frankly, USC fans right now are, are in a, a little bit of a quandary. They, they want to believe and they want to think that everything is, is better. And yet you have a situation where um, – you maybe are not completely bought in. And what you're having to see is prove it to me. Uh, we went out and, and got the best coach available. We paid him a ton of money. We brought in all the best players. Uh, if you're a recruiting fan, you know, you're, you're having an update every day in regards to player position, and we've not really seen the formalized too deep. That's something I think, you know, we'll sit together. I know you will evaluate well, probably beginning with the offensive line and then the D line and then, you know, around where you would build that football team and then come out of it and see, hey, these are where the holes are. This is what we got to do. But when you, when you invest in something so strongly, you want immediate return. I'm not sure right now if that return uh, means nine wins, ten wins, eight wins, it's always something that is, is to be judged. You've got to go out and play them one at a time and to make predictions regarding where they are actually, um, their status right now is very hard to see, uh, especially when he went out and said, we're going to get 12 more players. Well, 12 more players means 12 more athletes to compete at positions who maybe have not been bought into the culture because they don't know the culture yet. And so that's all part of this team building goes on. I've never seen anything so complex in my life in college football. I've been following USC football since uh, the mid-'70s, and this is the most uh, intricate rebuild I've ever seen. It's like someone uh, took Humpty Dumpty and dumped them off the wall into a 1,000 pieces, and now you've got to put it all back together. Well, you're never done recruiting, and as we always said in football, and I always believed this, Chuck, uh, if you don't shave every day, uh, the old saying was there's a lot of beards right now, but if you don't shave every day, you look like a bum. And that's something that if you don't recruit every day, you could look like a bum. And uh, I tell you, recruiting is the name of the game you have to respect as far as for coaches you play against. And you got to understand that it's the X and O's uh, that get it done, but yet it's the guys that are 
making the X and O's move, and that's the, the players that are out there as far as the recruitment that goes on. Recruiting, Chuck, is something that uh, you rely on your players uh, at the university, the ones that come to USC to play, the ones that have transferred into USC to, to play. When you're recruiting and you have a campus visit, now with a mixture of players, if you're Lincoln Riley or the coaching staff or the recruiting coordinator, who do you put together on recruits? Do you put together someone who's been there before, or do you bring in uh, players and you put together one of the players that have just come in on the portal? Your thoughts on that. Where is the uh, spokesman currently right now as far as why you should come to SC? Who is that on the football team? And who is that right now? Yeah, right now, currently. Caleb Williams is the guy. Um, He seems very comfortable among his new teammates. He's a quick study. He's a leader. And he's also looks like, you know, the starting quarterback. So he's the guy that took the biggest risk but also got the biggest reward. And so with that responsibility – he is the uh, the major domo on this football team. Uh, I can't speak defensively. There's not one player that jumps out on offense. Uh, there's so much flux in the offensive line and the skill positions that you really don't have a guy who's uh, the go-to guy because you don't know if he's going to be there. We know that Williams will be here. We know he is the lightning rod. He's the guy that's going to get all the attention on Saturday, the hype is going to be there. Kirk Herbstreit is going to be talking about him. He's got a great personality. He's a competitor. He's a hard worker. He's got a great story. And he's also the most highly compensated NIL player, name, image, and likeness on this USC team. In fact, he's speaking now about going out and doing deals for the rest of his teammates because in his mind, that's the only way this is going to work. He actually said that on a podcast with Mo Hassan, the backup quarterback, that he is working on deals right now for sponsorship for his players. Talking about Caleb Williams and his recruitment to USC, he had a very interesting conversation, as you mentioned, on this podcast that I was very interested in, and him explaining his his way of getting to USC as far as going to Norman, Oklahoma. He's very happy we're going to Norman, Oklahoma. But how about the way he explained the difference between Norman, Oklahoma, and USC, the different environment and how he's made that move and how he explains the difference and why it's been good for him? You know, it's interesting. He's a Washington, D.C. kid. He's an East Coast kid who grew up in the nation's capital. His dad ran a gym or runs a gym and has worked out a lot of NFL, NBA players as well as major college players. So there's a sophistication and a confidence uh, based upon his abilities and also his academic prowess. And I think he sees this not only as an opportunity from a – athletic competitive standpoint, but also from a branding standpoint, uh, you, you could argue that in Los Angeles, he has immediately become one of the major players in L.A. sports. As bizarre as that sounds, after having not played a game until lacing it up in the Coliseum on Saturday afternoon, he is already high profile in the likes of a Matthew Stafford, a Cooper Cup, a LeBron James, 
Uh, he is at that level now because all you have to say his name is Caleb, and uh, his name is distinct enough to be able to refer to him in, in one one name. Uh, you don't have to say Caleb Williams. He is that well known in the marketplace, and specifically uh, in the college football world, but also in the city of Los Angeles. Chuck, he reminds me as a person after listening to him that has a plan for his life. I mean, he went to Norman. He's happy. He went to the University of Oklahoma. He says it was a great place for him. He had to take 11 courses there in order to be eligible, get into the university and so on, which sounds pretty difficult. He said he had no time whatsoever for any social life at all. And he went from the Plains, where he says it, nothing but Plains, to Los Angeles that gives him so many different opportunities that uh, uh, he hadn't even touched them. Uh, he reminds you of a guy that has a purpose and a plan as far as what he wants to be. And, of course, it's a football player, but there's a lot around that educational portion that, he's, that he thinks there's more than football in his life. So I really enjoy listening to him, and uh, I think the kids really like him and respect him. And when the kids recruit him, and when they, excuse me, when they interview him, they interview him just like I'm interviewing you. I think they're learning a lot about him and learning a lot from him as far as who he is and how he got to where he is and where he's going. So let's Coach, take another short time out here on USC Trojan Talk. Again, I'm Harvey Hyde with Chuck Hayes. Buckle up and ride along with us every Saturday morning in the Inland Empire on AM 1490 on your dial. And in Las Vegas, uh, join us every Thursday night for USC Trojan Talk, brought to us by Terribles and Coors Light. This segment has been brought to us by Meadows Bank. Is your business ready to play in the big leagues? Meadows Bank can help you tackle the competition. Make your play and visit them today at MeadowsBank.com or call 471-BANK. That's 471-BANK. Meadows Bank, consistently exceeding your expectations. Buckle up and fight on. Chuck and I will be right back. fans announcing Terrible's game day giveaway. Enter for your chance to shop, scratch, and score a $1,000 Raiders shopping spree during every game day. Here's your play call. Run a slant route to the nearest participating Terrible Chevron location on Raiders game days. Catch a scratch card and enter your unique code in the Terrible Social House app. And you could score that week's $1,000 Raiders shopping spree. Terrible's, your only place to shop, scratch, and score. Visit Terrible's.com for more details. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Pizza, pizza, pizza. If you're like me, pizza's not just a food, it's a way of life. And the folks at Cetabello Pizza get every detail just right. Homemade dough made daily and hand-tossed. 
extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. Setabello Pizza, when only the best will do. Well, welcome back to USC Trojan Talk Live in Las Vegas, brought to us by Terribles and Coors Light. And in the Inland Fire on Saturday morning, we welcome all of you listening between 11 and 12 on AM 1490 on your dial year-round. Our next segment is brought to us by Budget Car and Truck Rental in Las Vegas, Nevada. If you need a truck or car, call them at 702-736-1212. Chuck, let's continue with our conversation I sort of cut you off when I went to that last break. I'd like you to be able to finish your comment talking about Caleb Williams before we move on. Will do, Coach. I appreciate that. I think it's really important to realize that Caleb Williams is only 19 years of age. And I say that because having had the opportunity to be around him during his press conference after practice, and just imagine, you've just gone out and worked out for two full hours, uh, and then you come back in, and they just open it up for questions, and you're the guy on the mark, uh, something that I know a lot of people out there uh, could equate to maybe a job interview because you've got all these people from different parts of uh, the department asking you questions about why you belong here, why are you going to be successful, how are you going to handle this, why did you come here? What's the difference that you see? And, again, the ability and the poise and the maturity of what he did to win the L.A. media over in his first presser, because before that he wasn't given that opportunity. It wasn't until he actually practiced. Uh, to know that he'll be the leader of this team, Coach, speaks loudly. And, you know, you've recruited a ton of quarterbacks in your time. Give us the uh, insight in regards to why that's important and why you see that poise transferring onto the playing field. Well, first of all, Chuck, this quarterback has had great success, okay? He's going to be up for the Heisman Trophy, so he's very confident, and your team has been impressed by his past performance at Oklahoma. It was obviously the Trojan team watched him play last year and beat Oregon uh, as far as in their bowl game, uh, their Pac-12 champion or a representative from the Pac-12. And uh, they're impressed with what he's done. And uh, so he comes in with that leadership ability to start with. And then not knowing him, again, uh, finding out more about him when he talks and he's interviewed and so on, they become more impressed. And they don't, for a while, it takes a while for you to win someone over, especially when you're someone coming in who might be taking your position. Or maybe you're a little bit second guessing what's going on here with the portal players and so on. But he's had that confidence about him. He hadn't forced himself on the USC Trojan players. He's just come in and showed them by example on who he is by being the person on the field that he is off the field and wanting to be a champion. And I think that's something that's impressed them, because he had the opportunity of going a lot of places. A lot of universities were recruiting him, yet he showed his confidence in uh, Coach uh, Lincoln Riley, and uh, that shows a lot of confidence to the USC players that are there, that this player who could have gone anywhere felt that Lincoln Riley was the best coach for him, 
and they he came and followed him to USC, so that makes them feel good too. It makes him additional, uh, a bigger part of the team as far as being one of the players uh, that came and followed Coach uh, Riley to USC. So I think that's one thing that's good, uh, and he'll he'll be a great leader, and he has already become a great leader. But I think again, the fan base has to be uh, has to be too also satisfied, Chuck. Uh, you've heard so much about him, like you mentioned earlier in the show. But I think on Saturday you want to hear a few oohs and ahs as far as with his running ability and passing ability and leadership ability in the Coliseum on Saturday. I think that's going to be real important. That's why this leads me to your next, my next question for you, fan base. Now, my neighbors around the corner, I was talking to them. I said, are you going to the SC scrimmage? Oh, gosh, yes. I bought my tickets already for next year. These people haven't missed an SC game, but were really down on the Trojans last year, and I'm not sure if they went to the Cal game. Probably they didn't, as a lot of Trojans didn't. So let me ask you this, Chuck. Have the new Lincoln-Riley era impressed the USC Trojan fans as they get ready for this scrimmage on Saturday as far as coming out to see what they're going to see and how they're going to evaluate the current players, the current coaches, and Caleb Williams? Coach, I think right now the timing of this is is great. Uh, You know, the Rams have won the Super Bowl. The Chargers are on a rise. The NFL draft is the following week. So you have an open date on this Saturday that's been promoted long enough you know that it's important that ESPN is there. So the messaging that is coming out of the USC administration is that this is an important activity for Trojans to support. Normally, um, you get a chance to go down and watch practices or scrimmage. That's been shut down. So this is the debut. Um, they've practiced in off-Broadway, if they will. And now they're coming to Broadway. They're coming to the Coliseum. And uh, the band's going to be there. The song girls are going to be there. There's going to be a lot of energy. There's going to be a lot of commitment spoken about of introducing this group to the USC fan base. And there's expectations because the players that came in from the portal uh, have heard about the potential of the Coliseum. The players that have been there before have seen highs and lows at USC. And right now they're a little bit uh, – um, they've, they've got a little bit of damage. They, they, have to, they have to work it out. They have to get down there and, and have some success to get everyone back. Remember, the last time that they were in Memorial Coliseum, UCLA put a hammer job on them. And that's not a memory that a lot of SC fans like to remember. So they have to build upon this step-by-step – this is a big step on Saturday. There will be a lot of people looking around to count to see exactly what they're going to be uh, in regards to numbers. We know they said they printed 15,000 posters. They said they produced 10,000 T-shirts. Well, that's going to be very interesting. That's what their expectations are. They would call that a success if every poster and every T-shirt was taken, as you said, uh, it's not an event until you can't get a ticket. And right now, there is skepticism, but there's also a support system that has been tapped multiple times. And this is going to be one more time where they tap in to get ready for Rice. 
Chuck, I think you're right there, and I think as a coaching staff, I'm telling my coaches to tell their players, and I'm telling the team, too, as a head football coach, guys, let's don't stink it up on Saturday. Let's show the nation. Let's don't go on national television and stink it up by being uh, not a football team, by having penalties, illegal procedures, all the different things that don't uh, allow us to demonstrate that we're a different team than we were a year ago. Let's don't stink it up. Let's show the people the Trojans are back. Let's show the people that are con- contemplating coming to USC in the portal or people that are thinking about buying season tickets or the people are thinking about they've made the curve. It is a different program that we don't let those people down, including ourselves. So as a coaching staff, I think this is very important. And also as an administration at USC, from the president all the way down to Mike Bone, the athletic director, this is a huge step for them on Saturday as far as now letting the nation see why they hired Lincoln Riley, why they paid him $17.2 million, no, why they paid him almost close to $100 million, which allowed him to buy a house for $17.2 million. I think the administration has a lot of pressure as well as the coaches have a lot of pressure on Saturday as far as letting everyone see what this has brought. So again, let's take another short time out. I'm Harvey Eyed with Chuck Hayes. Huddle up and buckle up along with us uh, every uh, Saturday morning, uh, 11 to 12 on AM 1490 on your dial in the Inland Empire. And live in Las Vegas, we want to welcome all of you on a Thursday night. This show is brought to you weekly by Terribles and Coors Light. So Chuck Hayes and Harvey Hyde says, burn up and fight on. We'll be right back. Raiders fans, announcing Terribles Game Day Giveaway. Enter for your chance to shop, scratch, and score a $1,000 Raiders shopping spree during every game day. Here's your play call. Run a slant route to the nearest participating Terrible Chevron location on Raiders Game Days. Catch a scratch card and enter your unique code in the Terrible Social House app. And you could score that week's $1,000 Raiders shopping spree. Terribles, your only place to shop, scratch, and score. Visit Terribles.com for more details. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Big Dogs Brewing Company is proud to be Las Vegas' original hometown brewery since 1993. Our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at Big Dogs Draft House by our team of award-winning brewers. Big Dogs brews are now available in cans at major retailers such as Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine & More, Whole Foods Market, Smith's, Albertson, Corey's, Terrible Hearst Stations, and more. Big Dogs beers are available on draft at select restaurants or bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dogs brews by name. Visit us at BigDogBrews.com to track down our local award-winning handcrafted brews or stop by Big Dogs Draft House to sample the full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dogs. 
You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business. Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. We are a full-service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Meadows Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702 702- 471 bank that is 702-471-2265 or use our convenient online banking service at meadowsbank.bank meadows bank where your business is our business pizza 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 if you're like me pizza is not just a food it's a way of life and the folks at setabello pizza get every detail just right homemade dough made daily and hand tossed extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. Setabello pizza when only the best will do. Welcome back to USC Trojan Talk. I'm Harvey Adwood, Chuck Hayes. Huddle up and buckle up every Thursday night. Right along with us here. And this show uh, in Las Vegas, brought to us by Terribles and Coors Light. And in the Inland Empire, every Saturday morning, we welcome all of you on AM 1490 on your dial from 11 to 12 year-round. Well, Chuck, uh, I have a question now because there seems to be a lot of unrest from the fans in the state of Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley picking his bags up, uh, packing his bags, and leaving for California. And it hasn't died down. It just continually goes. It's not like a normal move. Some coaches just move, and no one says anything. They move on with their program. Your thoughts on this as far as now Lincoln Riley writing a letter to the University of Oklahoma, and what Oklahoma announcing that this is going to be the biggest spring ball ever, everybody's coming back. May, uh, they're going to dedicate Baker Mayfield's statue, the Heisman Trophy winner. What What about all this rift between these two universities or two states? Coach, it's interesting. Uh, you know, there's never been uh, a lot of love between the Sooners and the Trojans, and it goes back a long, long way, uh, back in the days of uh, – of uh, Chuck Fairbanks and uh, Barry Switzer and McKay and John Robinson, uh, all the way up to uh, Pete Carroll and, and Bob Stoops uh, in the in that Orange Bowl game. I really question uh, Lincoln Riley's judgment on writing a letter on April twentieth, twenty twenty two, with the title saying, "Sometimes life throws you a curveball." To the people of, of Norman, Oklahoma, I, I just don't understand it. And uh, this weekend at OU, they're announcing that they have their biggest crowd uh, in the history of uh, their spring football. They've surpassed uh, purchasing tickets, not giving them away, purchasing them. They're bringing in Baker Mayfield uh, for his Heisman uh, 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 statue. They're pulling out all all uh, stops, and Brett Venables uh they're high, they're highlighting his return as a native son back home. Uh, they're aggressive at Oklahoma. They're aggressive at OU. And uh, for me, it just seemed like let it go. Just move past it. You've got a great house in Palos Verdes that uh, 
is bigger and better than anything in Norman other than having a ranch the size of uh, the state of Oklahoma. That would be the only thing it could compete, but it doesn't have that view. And you have probably the highest profile uh, position in college football now where the national media is in love with you, the local media loves you, uh, you can do no wrong, you're undefeated, you're untied, you're unscored upon, uh, why, you know, why pick at the scab that's already gone over? You don't need that. Uh, move onward and upward. Um, I'm not really sure why he did it, but uh, again, uh, it makes great discussion for talk radio. And uh, the people in Norman, uh, every time something good happens at OU, is going to let people at SC know that things are great in Norman. And if something goes bad in Southern California, they're going to let people know that they made a mistake. Chuck, I sort of look at this as the people of Oklahoma, they call it the palace. That's about the only thing they have as far as the rally around, okay, as a state. And I think they're embarrassed or upset that someone would leave the palace or leave them to go to Southern California. sort of says, yeah, it is better over here. I had a great there. I won 55 games there. But, you know, there's a place that's better. And I think he uh, sort of... Uh, sort of uh, upset them that there is a place that's better. And probably if they could do that, they would probably do the same thing, but they're afraid to admit it. Now, I think Oklahoma, as you mentioned, have had great programs. They've had great coaches. But the setting at Oklahoma isn't the same. Uh, Houses don't cost the same. Uh, Things, you know, the atmosphere is not the same. Football's big, maybe bigger. Tradition, uh, USC's tradition, I don't know. It's pretty big. But Oklahoma's is, too. I think they feel as though they uh, got embarrassed, plus somebody who was given the opportunity of winning 55 games at Oklahoma turned their back on them and left. And I think they're upset at that. Looking at Coach Lincoln Riley, and you've mentioned it off the air and on the air with me with other shows, that you don't think Lincoln Riley ever felt it was his program, that he was always under the shadow of Bob Stoops, Barry Switzer, and the others. And this would give him the opportunity of going to USC, a program that's down, not inheriting Bob Stoops' program, and turning it around. Your thoughts on that? Coach, I, I agree, and I think it's always difficult, and uh, when you have had success and you do it within the system, if you will, and the system flows and you turn on that water and it comes out hot when you turn on the hot and it comes out cold when you turn on the cold, and if you need something, all you have to do is tell the people of Oklahoma, hey, Texas has this, it'll be done by the end of the business day, if not before. And I think when you plug into that is you don't want to mess with the formula. And uh, he looked at it, I'm sure, you know, and the economics were there. And maybe it's more than economics. Maybe there was something uh, that forced him to say, hey, what do I want to do as a next challenge? And, again, you've talked about how long a coach should stay in one place. And we're seeing that all over football, whether it's the NFL or college football, there is a shelf life. Uh, and then they get tired of looking or hearing the same voice. And I think this is probably one of the, the chances that he took. 
And believe me, he's not the only person from Oklahoma that ever moved to L.A. to be a star. That's something that's a great storyline. That's why they write all those great songs about being in Los Angeles. Chuck, I think it's a great move for him. I think it's a great move for USC, and it probably be a great move for Oklahoma. Uh, they uh, uh, have a great program. But, uh, you know, there's always a, a, a place that uh, it seems to be better. And in his mind, he thought Southern California was better, but Oklahoma people won't let it go. And I think that they'll let it go when they have great success this coming year, which they need to have. And if they don't have that, then, of course, like you said, it doesn't look good for them because football is huge there. And it has to be huge there because, like I said earlier, what else do they rally around? They don't have that choices. But at USC, it's huge at USC in Southern California. And unless USC, the University of Southern California, makes a change in what their image is, they'll be lost in the market area. And there'll be a lot of people that may leave USC as far as boosters and the rest of it. And this is what probably one of the biggest changes that USC has had in years. The administration is relying on it. The athletic director is relying on it. Uh, their booster base is relying on it. I think this has been one of the key hires maybe in the history of USC as far as continue the tradition that is really down and not what it's been. So, Chuck, again, uh, we can't continue talking all night. I'd certainly love to do that. We'll be together this Saturday in the Coliseum, and we've talked about some of the things we're going to be looking for. We want to thank all of you out there. If we uh, see you at the Coliseum, say hi to us. I don't know if I'll recognize you, but I'll always say hi to anyone. And, again, uh, we want to thank uh, our guy, Justin, in the studio. Without him, we don't have a show. Without you, our listeners, we don't have a show. All of you in the Inland Empire, remember we go year-round on AM 1490, year-round, USC Trojan Talk. In Las Vegas, uh, we want to thank our sponsors, Terribles and Coors Light, for their sponsorship of USC Trojan Talk. And again, we want to tell you to be careful, be safe out there, and always, no matter who you root for, we hope your team wins. I'm Harvey Iber, Chuck Hayes, saying fight on and good night from Las Vegas, and good morning in uh, Southern California.